Hello, and welcome to Pop Off with Michael and Terry, a pop culture review and recommendation podcast with a queer and Mexican point of view. And it's um, been a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. We so... took a pretty long hiatus. Um... <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess we're just going to call this um, the season two premiere. Of season Pop two Pop. premiere. I, th- I think we we decided to revamp and refresh some things yeah. and um, just kind of rethink it. And uh, hopefully people enjoy it. You know, and sometimes you just need a break. It's fine. Yeah. You know what? It was like the last time we had an episode was in May and then it was summer and summer. It just everything goes out the window. I just I'm yeah. in summer mode and I love the summer and I was busy and running around and uh, traveling and camping. And yeah, it, it, it felt good. Be just honest. to like. Sorry, it felt good to what? No. Oh, just to so check like, out. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't know because in the time off, I did a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) My friend Chucho and I, um, he lives in Mexico. He's a filmmaker. He's great. He and I did a Drag Race Mexico review podcast. Amazing. And it's like a, but it's like a YouTube show. So it's on YouTube. Okay. um, And it's like a video podcast, right? Yeah, totally. Um, And it's called the J word because um, the J word is like the F word in. Okay. Spanish, but like no, not like the F U, the 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 bat, the derogatory oh. term for a queer person, right? So the, we call it the J word. Um, anyway, but yeah, so you can watch those if you want. But that's pretty much what I <laughs> was up to. I did a couple conventions every year. I do FlameCon in New York and the Boise show, um, the library convention there, and they were fun. They were good. Um, and I've just been working on comics. Same old fun. thing. Fun. Yeah. What did, what did you do? What else did you do? I mean, God, I, I don't even know how to recap the last however many months. Uh, I'd say, like, if we're talking pop culture, a huge moment for me was to go to the Beyonce Renaissance tour. Um, nice. It was out of control. So Michael graduated from grad school, and it was a present that he gave to himself and to me. And so <laughs> we got tickets up in Vancouver, Canada, and we got to go and be in the, like, uh, I think it was called the Beehive because there's the Beehive and there's Club Renaissance and we were in the Beehive. So we were up against uh. the stage. Uh, there's a stage and then there's a runway that jets out from the middle and we were in like the corner between the two. So we got to be up close to everything. Cool. And I mean, it was unreal to say the least. It was ethereal. It was next level. It was it was awesome. Um, Beyonce performed super well. I think a big takeaway was uh you know beyonce has been pretty to herself in the past few years uh in that she's not doing interviews you don't really get to see her talk you never get to see her like be herself all we really see is instagram posts which in those she's very poised and very uh statuesque so i kind of had this idea of her nowadays that she's more reserved but in the concert that was not the case at all she was like that's cool very personable and silly and laughing and talking and like just seems like she's having fun with all Yeah, of her... I would love to see that. Yeah. Because like, I feel like I feel like the image I get of her so often, and I know that she's not this way. It's just like you said, what we see from Instagram is yeah. like this like kind of reserved, mm-hmm. like posed, kind yeah. of like um, quiet person. Yeah. But it's cool, it's cool that you saw like a different side of her. Yeah, she was superhuman and like did I mean she obviously puts on an incredible show. Um, but it was just great to see her in her element. She just, it felt like she was celebrating her catalog of all of her music and really focusing on Renaissance, which is just 
such a phenomenal album. Um, it was a super gay show, super uh, like black empowerment show. Um, so it was it was great energy in there. And uh, the celebrities I saw were um, uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen were in Club nice. Renaissance. So they were just like across the aisle. Um, and it was cool to see them just like in the crowd and people were like, you know, taking pictures, but not being super annoying about it. And yeah. uh, there's also a drag queen. God, I, I wish I remembered what season or she's not American drag. Uh, she, her name is, is she from, uh, Kendall Gender. So I think she's that's from Drag Race Canada. Canada. That makes sense because we were in Canada. Yeah. So I Hello. saw <laughs> I, I saw her like in Club Renaissance getting her picture taken. And I was like, I wonder if I could find her Instagram. I bet it's on her her like story. So yeah. I went to her story right after I saw her taking a picture. And there she is in the same room as me posting her picture. And if you zoomed in, you could see me in the background. So that's right. I saw I you posted post that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendall Gender also competed on Canada versus the world. Right. So she was on two seasons of Drag Race. Right. Yeah. And I like not her. that I'm not that I like am an expert on Drag Race or anything. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Um, um, can I tell you some? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. It was just that was a huge highlight. And being in Vancouver, nice. Canada is just next level. That city is insane. It's gigantic. I love Vancouver. Yeah, I feel I like I still it. don't have a gist of like what the city is. It's so big. And I've been there a couple it's times. It's weird and... because it's so big, but like it's also like so many buildings there. High mm -hmm. rises are owned by like Chinese businessmen. Oh, really? And they're em and yeah, and they're empty. Oh. And so like and so it's weird because like the population of Vancouver is not as big as you would think it would be but then like a whole bunch yeah. of people live there for filming stuff and everything huh. but yeah so it's it's, it's a very yeah, it interesting like, city I like it a lot It has like multiple downtowns like with big high mm -hmm. rises so it looks like it reminds me of being in like LA or like New York like it it like I always well, think Well that's the West... why it doubles so much right for that filming makes so much like sense. New York and LA Mm -hmm. Totally. Like yeah. the West Coast, I always think that like Portland, Seattle and Vancouver are all kind of similar and they're actually not at all like yeah, Portland is tiny compared to Vancouver. But um, yeah, everyone yeah. was so sweet. The food and the drinks, the bars, it was all such a good time. Um, yeah. Can I tell so, you something I didn't get to do in Vancouver this summer? Yeah. I had tickets to a concert in Vancouver. Oh, Madonna? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the opening night of her show oh, right, right right scott and i had the tickets we were like all psyched excited whatever and then she you know got she sick. was unresponsive she yeah. was unresponsive <laughs> so i'm glad she's better i'm glad she's sure fine. are you going to um, another show so we still yeah we, it's been rescheduled so basically what happened was that like a bunch of the u.s dates they all like were postponed okay and so she kept i think like the uk date yeah she kept the uk dates and basically just started her tour in the UK. And mm. now she's going to like do the US dates or the US, the US and Canada dates later. Gotcha. Um, but because of that, like Scott was kind of excited to be like, cool, we're going to see the first night and we'll have like no spoilers or whatever. But now because the concert has been going on, he like just he's he watched like a whole live feed of it like the first night. So now he knows everything's mm. going to happen and he just gotcha. can't not tell me. Right. So he like told me a bunch of stuff. Bob the drag queen is supposed to be like the opening act, but apparently, like, he, like Bob is involved in a lot of the show. Oh, cool! And, yeah, there's like one point where like Bob's like the MC of like a ball, like okay. category is like oh, during the show. Yeah, so perfect. Good for Bob. And that makes wait. sense because Bob yeah. is like a New York drag queen, and Madonna's yeah. very New York, so that's yeah. very fitting. 
there's been some cool interviews with Bob talking about like working with Madonna and like, sure. um, you know, it's been really interesting. Um, I did. So was in at Beyonce's show was were her kids in it? Yes, Blue Ivy okay. came out. And Crazy danced. because Madonna's show, her kids are in it too. Uh huh. I saw that. So and that's kind of interesting. I know. I yeah. brought that up to Michael, and he was like, "Whatever, anyone can bring their kids out." And I was like, "It still feels kind of like it, like she comes out and her kid comes out in Vogue's." And I'm like, "This feels like what Beyonce did, but whatever." Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah whatever. Um, uh, well, cool. <laughs> well, it what else is... did you do? Oh my gosh, what else have you been I... up to? Not a whole. I mean, I think I've been doing a lot. I just, I don't know. I've been running around a lot. I had to go back to my hometown. My grandma passed. Um, so I was with yeah. my family in small town, Eastern Oregon. Uh, but like, yeah, it's just been kind of a nice staycation summer and early fall, which is what I really wanted to do. Uh, I, wanted, I know we I, talked about like going away, right? And then we were like, mm, maybe in like January. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, maybe March. Um, yeah. Because last summer I was just go, 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 go. I went to Burning Man. I went to String Fest. I went to... Um, uh like every event i could go to i was doing a lot of festivals and it was mm. great but i was exhausted and it was right before my wedding so i just was going right, hard yeah. and i told myself next summer i'm gonna just chill and enjoy portland and that's what i did and i i loved it so a lot of so trips to Rooster neither, Rock. this is neither here nor there but like i don't go into port i mean i live just outside portland right yeah i didn't go into portland too often anymore but i had to go get my passport photo taken did you see i posted the story i don't know if you saw this oh yes someone crazy downtown yeah someone pulled a knife on me that's <laughs> so, right <laughs> so i was like not today not me and i just ran into the bagel shop Ugh. and walked the long way around to my car clutching my egg and cheese bagel. <laughs> like i was like nope i don't need to go down to downtown portland anymore no, no thanks. It's which sucks because like i would like to go back into the comic studio that i'm technically a member of but like i just don't feel i just don't feel up to it i anyway. mean I, anyway. I will say that like yeah of course things like that can happen but it is a lot better than it was two years ago um yeah and and I, you know i drive through downtown every day and i work in northwest and so i see it a lot and I mm -hmm. think it's gotten actually a lot better, but obviously things are going to still happen. Yeah, that's all right. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. All right. Um, well, I think what we decide, is there anything else you wanted to mention? No, no, let's get into it. Yeah, I think what we wanted to do this episode, so everybody knows, is just give you an update about what we've been up to and then give you like a Halloween spooky themed episode. I love it. So, it's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, I love it. Um, I need to catch up on some some old like classic favorites that we mm -hmm. watch every year but mm -hmm. i say let's pop off about movies let's pop off about movies where do you want to start right. um well why don't i just tell you about some stuff that i watched or you know yeah. things that i have been like checking out um i won't linger too long on some of them i but if there's stuff that i really need to tell you i'm gonna mm -hmm. <laughs> so Perfect. did you watch did you watch the movie on hulu no one will save you i did i did did you like it I loved it. I thought it was I did great. Too. So if you don't know, it's a basically, an, and this doesn't ruin anything. If you see the picture on Hulu, you'll know. And obviously we've mentioned before on this podcast, spoilers, right? So yeah. if it's something we both watched, we're going to spoil it. Spoilers, guys. Mm -hmm. No One Will Save You is an alien home invasion movie. It was written and directed by Brian um, Duffield and starring Caitlin Deaver, who I know from Booksmart. Mm. Um, but I really liked it. It was cool. I think if you want kind of like... It, it, honestly, it kind of gave me like what I wanted from Signs. Totally. Right? It's so, like a Signs it, it, in 2023. 
Yeah, but there's a cool kind of like, tw not twist, but like element to the movie where like, there's not a lot of talking in the movie. There's like, the, not at she, all. she maybe ha she has like one line in the yeah. whole movie. Yeah. But the reasons why and the way they set that up are kind of cool. Um, have she you seen... acted her butt off. Oh, she was, she was great in the movie. Incredible. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. like some stuff happens pretty early on that I was like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. So yeah, yeah. yeah it, I thought it was genuinely scary. I I liked how scary it was. It made me jump a few times. And I like I like alien movies where they just show you the alien. They're like, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And then you can well, just but also like like the alien design was like kind of the basic gray is what mm -hmm. they call them, like the, with mm -hmm. the big eyes, right? Mm -hmm. But they like, but they like, um, I don't know what the word is. They changed it up like they like expanded on it so that like one of them is maybe really tall one of them's kind of shorter one of them has longer arms like it was cool that way there's like they, tiny like... ones and then gigantic yeah. ones and yeah yeah, yeah was that cool. was really cool um, um but yeah i totally recommend watching it it's really neat um yeah have, have you seen totally killer i did i saw that okay i loved it <laughs> i liked it i would say i thought it was okay <laughs> basically you guys so it's it's a movie on i think amazon prime um is directed by nanachika khan it stars kiernan shipka who most people know from sabrina or Mad Men. um it's a time travel comedy horror but basically i was in the moment that she was like so julie bowen plays the mom right and she doesn't want her daughter Kiernan shipka to like go out on halloween and she's like, whatever, mom, just because all your friends were murdered like 35 years ago. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God, what? <laughs> but it was, it did make me feel a little old. Because yeah, like, me too. whereas, you know, they mentioned Back to the Future several times, whereas like that was made in the 80s. And like, you know, mm -hmm. he goes back to like the 60s. And, and so this is like, you know, 2023. 20, and she goes back to the 80s. But like mm -hmm. all the music, I was like, yeah, like I mm -hmm. loved all the 80s songs. And I, there were things that I remembered. And I was like, oh, no. Oh no, I'm old. Yeah, I I yeah. I I really enjoyed That's how fun. campy it was and silly. It re, it reminded me of a movie called uh, The Final Girl, and it also is a mm. uh like a time traveling comedy horror where she goes back to connect with her mom, but she gets sucked into the movie that her mom was in in the seventies. So it was a very oh, like, weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it was it had the same vibe. So I liked. Huh. Yeah, it, I loved that movie. So this one, I kept thinking about the final girl. Um, is that, that is that with Abigail Breslin? No, no, that's a different. That's like Final Girls. It's like oh, okay. basically the same title, but very different movie. Um, totally Killer, I think would be a great movie to put on with like your friends if you want to watch something silly. Um, yeah. but like is in the horror horror theme. Oh, it's not really scary. It's, it's not no. that scary. No, yeah. but it's like um, in the theme, but not gonna freak you out. So I watched a movie the other night, Scott's out of town, and I always want to watch a scary movie when I'm alone, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I never do it. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. just a total scaredy cat. But um, I watched this movie on Hulu called Cobweb. Okay, I have not seen it, but I keep okay. seeing ads for it. And I'm always like, now is not the time. Like, right before bed. I won't ruin it. I won't ruin it for you. Okay. Um, it's directed by Samuel Bowden. It stars Lizzie Kaplan. She was, you I know, love her. Girls. Yeah. She, she, her character, she's really good in this movie. But it's basically, this, the movie is about, and it's all in the trailer, I won't tell you anything beyond the trailer, but it's just about a little kid who in the middle of the night keeps hearing noises, like in his room, like mm -hmm. in the wall. And then he like knocks on the wall and something knocks back. Ugh, creepy. And he's like, uh. so then he tells his mom and his uh -huh. dad, and they're like, it's just an old house, baby. Don't worry about it, whatever. 
but the the premise of the movie is you can't tell if his parents are like really just like baby it's just a or if they're lying right. to him it's yeah. really good i watched the it's, trailer like a couple nights ago and that's what i got from yeah. it too i was like i don't yeah. know yeah but they're like, also they, kind of like weird creepy. the parents are kind of weird more the movie goes on they're like they're like a little homeschooly like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's that's all i'll say but well the dad want, like, is homelander from the boys yeah. so yeah. he already and has kind of a creepy too perfect absolutely. vibe yeah and then and then lily camblin uh my saying lizzie lizzie, lizzie kaplan, kaplan. She yeah. was in uh, Castle Rock, where she was like the younger version of the right. lady from Misery. So like she kind of gets this genre too. So I feel like the two of them are a great combo for like yeah. parents that have a dark underbelly. Yep, and there's like a Halloween element to it as well. Like, mm-hmm. like because yeah, it takes place around Halloween, right? And there's like a bunch mm-hmm. of pumpkin patch kind of stuff. Well, anyway, but yeah, um, Fun. I watched another movie on Hulu called The Mill. I have not even heard of that. It's it's directed by Sean Keen O'Grady. It stars a guy named Lil Ra- Lil Rail Howery. I can't say his name, but it's basically this guy. He wakes up in this like cement room with walls that are like way too high for him to even climb, uh. and there's just like a cement wheel with like a big pole on it, and there's a automated voice that basically tells him your job is to do you know rotations on this mill just push the push the, he's like how the, who the hell are you why am oh, i here God. yeah and he he can hear somebody in the room next mm-hmm. to him and that guy's like uh if you get the lowest amount of rotations they they will kill you oh god and That's he's like horrible and he's like but it says that i have to do and he's like don't tell me how many you get Ugh. because if i know how many you have i'm gonna do more than you oh my god and so yeah it's like a weird like kind of um addicted to or spending too much time on work like allegory movie oh god that sounds it's, stressful it's, it's not really scary but it's stressful kind of like yeah. a stressful thriller kind of thing um i don't know i mean check it out if you are in the mood yeah um, those kind of movies can really get to me where i'm just like i get too stressed out yeah it's i mean i would i would say you'd probably enjoy cobweb more yes so yeah cobweb sounds like my vibe <clears throat> um have you ever seen Willy's Wonderland? It's not new. I have not. So I'm excited for later this month for um, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Me too. Me too. That right? looks great. So apparently someone like heard about the game and then they made this movie. Like it's, it has Nicolas Cage. He also doesn't talk in this whole movie. Okay. And he is hired to like go clean this basically Chuck E. Cheese, right? Okay. And wackiness ensues. Um, it also stars Beth Grant, who I love. She was in Is Donnie she? Darko. So, did you see Donnie Darko? Yeah, but it's been forever. She's, she's the lady that's like, I'm beginning to doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Oh um, my God. she was oh, also in her. Too. Oh, I love yeah. her. Yeah. So she right. So she's been in a ton of stuff. She's great. She plays yeah. a cop in it. She was um, my favorite in uh, the Mindy Project. She was like the oh, weird old lady. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that was that was okay, but I'm excited for the Five Nights at Freddy's one. Yeah, me too. Um, so everybody was talking about this movie, and I was like, I have to see it. I saw it. It might be one of my favorite things I've seen recently. Have you okay. seen The Blackening? No, but I've also seen that advertised quite a bit, and I've just never you clicked on it. You have to see it. It is okay. So it's genuinely fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little scary. Not not you know not too not too bad. 
yeah. but hilarious. Okay. Um, I will not describe it well, but essentially, so it was directed by Tim Story. It stars Grace Byers and Jermaine Fowler. It's um, it's basically this group of friends. They go to a cabin for the weekend. They're all like friends from college. They're all black, mm-hmm. and they find this board game with like a racist depiction of a black person like on it and the game starts talking to them and is like you must play and answer my questions before the timer runs out or i'm gonna kill one of you Uh and something happens that makes them like believe it Mm. but then the questions are like the first question is something like which one of you is the blackest So then it like gets into commentary about like they're all t- one of them's like, well, it can't be me, I'm gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like, and it, one of them's like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like, oh my god. So um, but it's really interesting. And there's some lines in it that genuinely crack me up. Um, I think you'd get a big kick out of it. If you want like a horror comedy, yeah, that sounds check great. Check that out. It's really, really good. Um, especially because like, you know, the whole thing about um if there's a person of color or a black person in a scary movie, they're going to mm-hmm. die first. Right. So it's like, well, which one of you is going to die first? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, so um, it, it was really good. Yeah. Um, really well done. Great. That I sounds great. I think you told me, I think you told me before that you, because you've seen all the, like, Conjuring movies and stuff, right? Oh, Annabelle, every single one. Yeah. So I never watched The Nun, but Scott was like, let's watch The Nun too." <laughs> so you, ha- like, you, didn't, right. you didn't get all the deep context from the first right. Nun. So the nun two was just kind of like okay for me. That's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm right. curious how you felt about it. Like um, just watching it. it cold... a... I don't know. Like, I mean, I I feel like I get it. Like because sure. it's a continuation of the same character played by um, Tysa Farmiga. Yeah. And the nun character, girl, lady, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I don't know, like. It just was kind of weird to me. And uh, have you seen it? Yes. I okay. loved it. I think it was okay, but like, I just, I, I find some of the like way that the things were resolved in it really cheesy. Like, you just have yeah. to believe. Kind of right. like, what? It's like, that's, very, that's kind of dumb. I mean, like, I get it when movies have to deal with like demons and the devil, but like, the, the like, the pushing of the Catholicism can get kind of intense sometimes where it's like, calm down. Like, well, is this written by the Catholic church? Like, Right. Here's the thing nobody ever talks about in a demonic possession movie. Maybe just stop being Catholic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then because, like, none because of this is Buddhist, a thing. <laughs> atheist, Muslim, they don't get, right. like, they don't get they're, possessed by demons. Not, and you, no. You need a priest. Like that's a whole story somebody should write is like a priest who's like, pushing demonic possession because he needs to keep his job <laughs> like, right 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 you know what i mean like what yeah. oh <laughs> so, that's so I don't true know. um yeah so yeah yeah i uh when i watched the the nun one i went with a few friends and it was so bad and i love this shared universe here because this is a spinoff of the conjuring because there's a conjuring one and two yeah. and three and in the conjuring there's ed and lorraine warren who are real people and it's kind of based on their uh studies but then the nun was not based on a true story like the other ones were but they still branched off to being haunted by this nun that then they turn into a movie, which is also what they did with Annabelle, which the Annabelle movies I love. But the nun, the first one was so bad in the theater, and I was really there to enjoy it and to get scared. We all were. 
And halfway through, we just kind of all collectively realized that it was so bad, we couldn't even keep it in. And we started laughing. And then the whole theater was filled with people just heckling the movie because it was that bad. It was so just like That's, the, pa okay. the pacing was bad. The, the yeah. special effects were stupid. The story was dumb. I could not get into it. The Nun 2, uh, I was expecting it to be that bad. So I think the bar was set so low for me that ah. I was like, no matter what happens, okay. whatever, it'll be a fun ride. So me and Michael are in Canada. It's the day after Beyonce. We're hung over as hell. And we're like, what can we do in Canada that's just super chill? Let's go see a movie. So we went to go see The Nun 2 at this downtown massive theater. And when we bought the tickets, there was two options. There was like, do you want a standard seat or do you want a D-Box? And I was like, what oh. is D-Box? So I go ask the guy working there and I was like, hey, what does D-Box mean? And he answered me in like the thickest French Canadian accent. I didn't understand anything he said, but I, I thought I picked up him saying that the chair moves. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of cool. So we got D-Box. Michael had just previously, uh, well, partaken in some Canadian treats that made him yeah. sort of relax. And so we go to this movie and the the chairs we were sitting in had this dial on the side and I turned mine all the way up and my chair like shook and I was like, oh, this is cool. And Michael was like, I don't think I can do that. Um, it was too so much for him right It was like moment. too much. So I started the movie with mine turned all the way up it was the most fun I have had in a movie. I'm not really? kidding in so long. It was like it turned into a ride. Like the chair didn't just shake at jumps, which was really fun. If there was about to be a jump, the whole chair would go. Um, but it would like move from side to side. It would go up and down. It would go forward and back. It would swivel. Like it moved a lot. And sometimes it was for the stupidest reasons. Like you'd be on a train, like the the characters are on a train and the chairs going oh, up so and you're down. Like, yeah, you're like bouncing yeah. along. Like it's like now you're on the train too. And like aerial shots of the terrain, the chair would be like, now you're on a plane and it's swerving around flying. And I'm like, it was so silly that it made that movie so enjoyable. And oh my I, gosh, if I were hungover, I would have like thrown up. Yeah, we walked, <laughs> I know, I know. We walked away being like, that was the most fun I've had in a theater in a long time. So I don't know if it was the D-Box or the movie. Huh. I, I will say the movie was better than the first one. I think they did step it up a lot, but those D-Boxes, if there's ever a D-Box available, do it. Cause it was so much fun. So now we're like on the hunt for D boxes in Portland, which apparently they have them in Clackamas. So we're just like always looking oh, at nice. what, what movies they have. Cause I want to do it again so bad. I would um, go do that. Yeah. But I do um, recommend the nun two. I think the nun two would be a movie that it's like, it's like, it honestly would be a good hangover movie. Like it's one of those yeah. movies that like, you just have it on the background. Um, and just low expectations. Just don't pay for it. Like if you can stream yeah. it for free, it's worth it. Nice. Yeah. The last movie I saw recently that was kind of scary was called the last voyage of the demeter okay you know do you know what this is that's the boat that was carrying dracula right yeah so it, it's so it's a, basically in bram stoker's dracula there's like one passage that right. basically mentions that like this was the boat that he was on blah 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 mm -hmm. and that like um it got to the dock and there was like nobody on it right uh, so, like, this is a whole movie about, like, what happened during that, that time. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, the the Dracula design was really interesting. And then he, like, I, I think, like, slowly as it, like, goes on, he I can't be sure, but he gets, like, less bat-like, more human, like, the more people okay. he kills. That's kind of cool. 
Um, but yeah, it was genuinely like interesting and and cool. I liked it. It's directed by Andre Overdahl and it stars Corey Hawkins and Liam Cunningham. Cool. But that's that's all the movies I watched. <laughs> I really want to watch that one. Can you stream that anywhere? Did you go to the theater? No, I streamed it. I think. Oh, so maybe like rent it, or maybe, or yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe Scott rented it. Sure, 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 sure. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so I I did watch it at home. That's great. Um, so my pop off for movies. I want to start off with the fact that back a couple Fridays ago we had the the event that we had a Friday the 13th in October, which to me is like such a sign. Yeah. Like you have to watch Friday the 13th. Um, and I always get this big conflict in October because I love horror films so much and I want to just watch them all month long. And that's not that different from outside of October, but in October, I really want to watch classic ones and get in the mood. So I actually had that day off. So I put on Friday the 13th, the original, the first one, because I know I had seen it, but it had been a really long time and maybe it was on TV or edited. So I was excited just to like take it in as a film and it really holds up. So I got nice. really, yeah, the first one was great. Um, I knew the twist at the end. I think everybody does that like, it's not Jason, it's the mom. Um, and then the and then I just started watching all the rest of them. And it turned into this like binge fest of Friday the 13th. And I watched nine movies, 10, I think. No, 11. I watched 11 Friday the 13th Whoa. movies in the past, like since the 13th. And today it's like the 24th. So it's been like a week, two weeks, um, 10 days of watching wow. all of these movies. So some takeaways. First of all, I highly recommend this binge fest. It is very fun. Like the, it does streaming anywhere. They're all on HBO max, all of them Whoa. besides Jason X, which is interesting Okay, for reasons. But like, so I will say the first three hold up really, really well as like classic Jason Halloween movies. And so of course I'm like looking up the years these came out and like what was going on because it feels like this time capsule of that of that era cuz like like the hair and the way they film and the way they the way the script is written the way they you know act it's all so very indicative of the time. So the first one came out in 1980. Um and then I noticed like a a, a Friday the 13th movie comes out almost every single year. Like the first 8 movies are all in the 80s. So oh, wow. in, in 10 years, they busted out eight films. Um, and then, So wait, is, I always mix up Friday the 13th and Halloween, but Halloween yeah. is Jamie Lee Curtis, and Friday the 13th right. is like, are those the camp ones? Yeah, so it starts out okay. by, it's a, it's a camp at a lake, it's a summer camp called Camp Crystal Lake, and yep. the, 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 the basis of the whole story is that there was the little boy who was deformed, and all the other kids made fun of him, and they threw him in the lake, and he drowned, and they ran away instead of saving him. And so it's really sad and it's yeah. about bullying. And then the first uh, movie makes you think that Jason didn't die in the lake and it's him killing all these people. But it turned out that he did die in the lake and it was actually the mother who was taking her vengeance out on these teenagers who neglected her child who was like a special little boy. So the writer of the first film came out and said it was supposed to just stop there. That was supposed to be the end of the story that like it was about the love from a mother that it was about that a mother can love their son so much. It will drive her to murder. And, yeah. and it was about bullying and like, you know, the fucked up things the kids do. So it makes sense for that to be a standalone story. 
of course it got so popular. And at that time, there's Halloween movies coming out with Michael Myers. And there's Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger. So they wanted a, yeah, they wanted a they, franchise to The compete. franchises were just popping off. And those three, the Friday the 13th, Halloween, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street were just all competing for like who can have the blockbuster movie of the of the Halloween season. So it was interesting to see how they justify continuously making them because he, oh, so that's what I was gonna say. It was like then if he did die, then who is Jason in the second one? Right, who is he? Just so, just tell me. I don't because I okay. don't remember. I I've seen them all forever ago. So so in the first movie, it's the mom. In the second movie. Uh, it is that, you know, because the mom gets her head cut off at the end of the first movie. And then oh. in the second movie, it's that Jason didn't die in the lake and now he's avenging his mother. So it's him okay. in this, like, uh, it's a it's a tall man with, like, a potato sack over his head, like it's burlap. It's not even... Yeah. He doesn't wear a hockey mask until the third movie. Oh, and wow. You'd think that was a thing this whole time, but it's the third film. And so, yeah, in the second one they they essentially kill him and then they didn't so by the third movie and the fourth movie he just keeps coming back and then they bring in Corey feldman as a kid which was really interesting and they try to tie in like his family and with the one with Corey feldman which i think is number four i mean they kill him kill him like he gets like a machete through the center of his head like he is dead dead um, and then in the next movie, the Corey Feldman character is older and Jason's back and like on a killing spree. So they they, they justify it and like spoiler um, in that movie. It's like one of the dads of someone who was killed. He's like gone crazy and took on the mask and became Jason. Mm -hmm. So it was like not even Jason. And then the movies take a turn and they turn a wackadoo. And I wonder if it's because <laughs> like Friday the 13th movies or like Nightmare on Elm Street movies were turning wackadoo also that like one of the films, Jason comes back because that kid, Corey Feldman's character as an adult had to like make sure he was dead. So he dug up his body and like stabbed him with this like metal pole that then got struck by lightning and brought him back. And oh my God. <laughs> and like, that's, I mean, it's that level and like that sounds crazy but then it gets even crazier and crazier it just like they really are like oh we're going there because then eventually it's that jason is literally a zombie like he is a zombie and he he's like possessed by a little demon creature that sometimes crawls out of him and into other people and there's one movie where it's just going from person to person. It's not even like Jason. It's just like, now this person is Jason. Now this person is Jason. It's crazy. And it, it like, yeah. So then they have I mean, to I guess the theme of all these movies is like anybody could be Jason. Anybody right? like, could be like a psychotic what could drive, killer. What could drive you to murder? And then that's right. Jason's just the like face right. you adopt. So right? like the original story is just completely lost. Like it's like now it's just like supernatural um demons are involved so, and he's a zombie let me ask you this did did they remake the first one so like, okay this is how it goes it goes through these this like storyline one's called um jason takes manhattan where he like i mean they're on really a, on a night out <laughs> i know they're really pulling for like some random reason for people to watch this, these films and like in that movie there's very little manhattan like he goes to manhattan for like the last 20 minutes like it's weird um 
so yeah, then it ends with like Jason goes to hell, which I think is number nine. And um spoiler, he goes to hell, which I also thought <laughs> they would they would show hell. I thought I was gonna see Jason in hell, but no, he doesn't. He just gets sucked into the ground at the end. So then there's a hiatus of Jason movies. So they got through nine of them on those storylines, which those nine are like they're sequential. One, yeah. There's one story and it's it's fun. Like I think, you know, there's there's no skips in one to nine. Then it switches to being a movie that was made in the 90s, like 93, and it's called Jason X. And it I remember that when that came jumps out. Ahead, it jumps ahead 400 years in the year <laughs> 2403 or something. And it's the, oh, are they on, are they in space? They're in space. So yeah. the storyline with that is that Jason was so unstoppable that they decided to cryogenically freeze him because they're like, we don't know what else to do with this guy because he just won't die. And he just murders so many people. So we're just going to freeze him. And then, and then it, so that happens in like the near future, but then it cuts to like 400 years in the future and they find this frozen body and they take him up into a spaceship. And then of course he thaws out and what does he do? He kills everybody. Um, so if you talk to diehard Friday the 13th fans like my sister, like she could win any trivia about Friday the 13th. Like she was so proud of me for watching all of these. Um, <laughs> nobody considers Jason X like canon. Like it's not like they're just like it's that like was fun. the worst. That was a fan fiction run. It was like, total kinda... fan fiction feeling. I mean, there's like an android woman who like. Oh my God, I want to watch that one. I mean, honestly, I was expecting it to be bad because my sister was like, just skip that one. You don't even need to. And I was like, well, now I kind of have to. And so, that one again, on HBO Max too? So, no, I that one you actually, I had to rent for like $2.95 on, right. on like Prime because I was like, that's the only way to watch it. Like, even HBO was like, we're not streaming that one. <laughs> so, I had to like go find it. And I'm glad right. I watched it because it is ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. Like, there like nanotechnology rebuilds his body to be this like almost like cyborg Jason with like uh, a like a Robocop hockey mask like glued to oh his face. God. It is weird. It is out there and like it's just terrible, but in like a fun way. Um I would, I so, mean, yeah. and then after Jason X, they had Freddy versus Jason, which was a big deal. Um, because that's the first time they had uh Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street and Jason from Friday the 13th in a movie together. And this was along the same time that, like, they had Alien versus Predator, and they were coming out with these, like, versus movies. Jason, yeah. or Freddy versus Jason, um, besides the main character, who I found so irritating, because all the horror films in, like, the early 2000s always had this, like, bimbo blonde girl with big boobs who just, like, could mm. not act, and it was just like, oh. But, um... A good thing about Freddy versus Jason is that Kelly Rowland is in it. It was when she Ooh. was jumping into movies. And this was also when like horror films had like like Tyra Banks was in Halloween H2O and like Girl, Brandy was in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Exactly. <laughs> this was like Kelly Rowland's attempt. And she okay. was great in it. Besides the fact that she there was there was one moment in Freddy versus Jason where Freddy Krueger looks at Kelly Rowland and he goes, Ooh, yummy, dark meat. <gasps> no yeah that would never oh stand God. today and no. she also she also calls him the f word the gay slur f word like there are no. and i'm like this is 2003 I mean, I, mean, I mean to be fair 
Freddie is. He's, he's yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he he's a faggot. Oh, you oh, you know. Oh, wait. You, Trixie and Katya literally just talked about this on their podcast. Oh, really? Yes. That he like has all these quips and all these like oh. funny one liners. That he's like totally a Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I love Freddy. So so yeah. like I I went in this deep dive of Friday the Thirteenth. If 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 October was two months long, I would switch over to Nightmare on Elm Street because those movies also I might have to do that next year because like I do want to watch all of them. I thought about saving Freddy versus Jason and like watching all of the Freddy Krueger movies and then watching Freddy versus Jason, but I was like, I I can't. Um, There's an insane Freddy movie. Have you seen the one where like it's about like the actress who was in the Freddy movies? No. No, but that totally yeah. makes sense that they would go that way because all of them had to do something to like keep making movies. Like the the like yeah. the jumps they they take. It are stars crazy. the it stars the actress who like I guess she was not Nancy or whatever from like the first movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like it stars her and she's like she's like talking to I the director of the movie. That. Yeah, and then and then the guy that plays Freddie is in that movie and she's like, "Hi, That's Robert." Right. But then like Freddie starts to like attack her. Oh my god! Yeah, I love how they were like, "This is gonna be so deep. We're gonna get so meta. Like (laughs) they get so meta with it. It's so stupid." But I wish they had gone. Or I, I want to bring back the versus movies. I feel like there's so many opportunities. Who would you? Who would you versus? Okay, this is my thoughts. I would do. Um, I mean, if we're gonna go classic, do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus Michael Myers. Because, like, oh, yeah, those two of were so left out because they were just yeah. as iconic as Jason and Freddy. Uh, Pennywise versus Pinhead, I think, would be great. Oh, because they're okay. both, they're both like otherworldly, they're both kind of demonic. The, the new Hellraiser movie that came out like last year, I did not. Before? I did not. It's interesting, you should check it out. I've anyway. heard of I, yeah. I also <clears throat> think, um, my last one is Samara from The Ring. Versus uh, Kiyako from The Grudge, like obviously. Oh yeah, obviously. Like, obviously, yeah. those two against each other, I think, would be fantastic. So I, yeah. I just, if I could pitch anything, I would pitch more versus movies. I feel like people would love them because they're campy and they're silly. And like Freddy versus Jason, it like it just takes everything that you love about both franchises and just brings them together in this like slash fest. And it was, it was great. It was fun. I, I mean, you is, could just watch. Is there that only movie. one Freddy versus Jason movie? There's only one. Okay. Yeah, and they just kill the f out of each other. They're just like constantly like what chopping about, each other up. What about like the nun versus Annabelle? Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And it and it would be like them like fighting over who gets to like possess a house, or, like who gets to haunt a house. Like they'd just be like, yeah. no, this is my turf, because that's how Freddy and Jason was like. Basically, or the Jason... possessions like the they just get so bad because they're competing. Yeah, 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 and like people are like going <laughs> back and forth between the two characters. Yeah. Um, because that was kind of Freddy versus Jason is like they basically are like fighting over who gets to kill the teenagers. They're just like, no, this is my thing. No, this is my thing. Um, nice. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I highly recommend. So I had so much fun watching Friday the Thirteenth movies. I recommend them. They are such a Halloween vibe. Um, they're also great movies just to have on in the background because a lot of them are not that different from each other. Like, like for the most part, the movies are just Jason walking around killing people. That's like 95% of the movie. There's not a lot of plot. There's not a lot of story. So like put it on in the background while you fold laundry. Like it would be the perfect movie for yeah. you. Anyway, nice. yes, that was great. Um, other things that I'm going on that I'm thinking about uh for Halloween time, I I really love a good anthology so like a movie that has a bunch of short stories the like the best one that i think is uh 
currently popular, which is crazy because I liked it before it was cool. Uh, but the trick or treat movie, like when that yeah, first I watched, came out, I watched out, that with you. That was cool. Yes, I love that movie. And like, it's weird because when it first came out, I was so into it. And like, my roommate dressed up as the little kid, uh, with the like pumpkin head. Um, and we couldn't even find a costume he had to make it. But now it's like everywhere. Kinda, like it, yeah, it, it, weird, it, it had a weird resurgence. Um, trick yeah. or treat's great. Uh, there's if so, I highly recommend if people are wanting to watch spooky things. Just get Shutter, the streaming app. Mm -hmm. You can pay for one month and then cancel it. It's like six bucks and you get this insane catalog of horror films. And on that, there's um, a movie called The Mortuary Collection, a bunch of short stories that end up tying together. Super good. Um, Tales of Halloween is on Netflix. That's a great one. Also, if you have Shutter, there's a movie called VHS and there's five. Oh, yeah five sequels to that now they're all on Whoa, shutter all really? anthology yeah and they all are like um a lot of anthology movies feel this way too because they have uh they have a different director direct each story so there's yeah. there's going to be some hits and some misses but like on vhs i'd say in every single one there's at least two or three that are like incredible but there's going to be some that cool. are like just kind of cheesy and cringy yeah uh creep show one and two in the 80s they were amazing yeah. anthologies um tales from the crypt i just i love watching oh movies. tales from the crypt yeah. yeah they're just like a bunch of short stories they're so good um, i always wanted them to speaking not i mean not verses it would be like like a variety show you know how like carol yeah. would have julie yes. andrews on all the time uh -huh. i always wanted elvira and uh, the crypt keeper oh to like God. do something together because they yes. both hosted like you know yeah like, just like a halloween special it's so cool yeah um and then i will say just a couple more on Shutter. There's a movie that I watched called Brooklyn Four Five. Um, so it's about these military veterans that are coming together to mourn the the loss of one of their friends, and they are reminiscing about World War II. And so it's political. There's some Nazis, um, but it's a ghost story, and it's like as they are like owning their dark sides, the the ghosts that they're the metaphoric ghosts are becoming real in the room. And the entire film is in one room. And I love movies that do that when a whole film yeah. can hold a story and it's just in one room. So it feels like a play. You're what you feel like you're watching the a play. Breakfast like a, Club. <laughs> yeah. Like you feel like you're watching a really good play. Yeah. Um, so that's Brooklyn four five on Shutter. Really good characters, really good writing, great cool. acting. It was just amazing. And then I recently recommended a film. My brother and sister love horror films, but and, and they know that I watch them all the time. So they're always texting me, what do you what what should I watch? What should I watch? And so I recommended a movie to them that they just lost it for. Um, so I'm gonna give it to you guys. It's called Terrified. Mm -hmm. And it's a 2017 film in Argentina, and um it's written and directed by uh Demian Rugna, and it is fantastic. It's essentially it's so it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a ghost story and it's basically saying you know we always have haunted houses but like what would it mean if there was a haunted neighborhood and it just is affecting different houses in different ways and showing up and, and everyone's trying to connect the dots between the houses and it is so terrifying so that? unnerving it's on shutter everything's on shutter okay i mean i have a shutter account so oh watch terrified if you want to watch I'm a movie gonna. by yourself home alone uh, no, girl. I'll have to watch it with Scott. <laughs> watch it with Scott. There are some very unnerving scenes. It has some gore. I don't like a lot of gore. I don't like a lot of like yeah. torture gore. It doesn't have that. Yeah, but, like, that's not that's not my vibe. 
but it's like it's it's ghosts it's paranormal it's creepy as fuck it gets under your skin but it's really fun and you just want to know what happens next like it's very good that's terrified nice. not terrifier oh, totally. terrifier is the like creepy clown that just kills people in the most horrific ways i've actually like i don't watch those movies because i don't yeah, i can't totally. i can't with the gore but terrified yeah. with a d those are my movie wrecks for Halloween. I could go on and on. I could have a whole other podcast just about Halloween or spooky movies, but... Oh, I have a podcast recommendation for you. Oh, what is it? Just, I mean, we're just going to rep other podcasts here, right? Yeah, yeah, do it. There's these two women. They're, I think they're like best friends. I don't think they're related. Um, like they're not sisters or anything, but they review horror movies, right? Okay. And they are two black women, and the show is called Girl That's Scary. <laughs> And the, the their reviews are really, really good and really fun. So uh, I, today at the gym, I listened to their review of Nope. Okay. And so it was like really cool to hear what they thought. One of them watched it like five times. Oh, amazing. And then I also listened to their review of Barbarian, which, which was hilarious. Uh, they're just like, it, it has that, uh, I heard this phrase that I love it now. It's the Caucasian curiosity. Yeah. So like, I, I only mentioned like that they're black just because I think that is a part of their podcast is that it comes yeah. from like this perspective of the two of them and from black culture. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of times that's not like a perspective, we, which is why I recommend the blackening. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, cool. That's, that sounds well, great. Let's pop off about uh, some TV shows. <laughs> okay. What are you watching on TV that's spooky? So I'm just a couple episodes away from catching up all the way on Chucky. Okay, I started it and I couldn't get into it. I okay, the same way that like there's all these crazy justifications mm -hmm. and the things that because you know Chucky's like a serial killer it possesses this doll, right? Right, right, right. So so like, but that doll dies, but oh, does he find another doll or you know like right, right? Um, the the plastic melted down and was made into right. a new doll. Yeah, it's the last doll and it died, but like oh, was he actually did he do the spell and possess a, a woman's body right, right right before they killed the doll? Like who knows? So there's that. But the other funny thing about it is that Devin Sawa is in it, Who's right? That? Like, so Devin Sawa was like a 90s teen heartthrob. He was in the movie Idle Hands. He was cast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, so he's like our age, right? Mm -hmm. And so in these movies, he plays the kid's um, dad and uncle. Okay. And then in the second season, he plays a priest. And there's like one passing little comment like, oh, he's going to kind of look like your dad. And then in the third season, he plays the president of the United States. <laughs> Is he just being cast in different parts? They don't say Yeah, they're just okay. using him. Yeah. And he's just, yeah. So that's kind of funny that they just keep using him. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> we love this guy. Uh, yeah. And I and um, I don't know. I just like that it's kind of, it's very queer. You know, there's like mm -hmm. two, one of the two of the main characters are like a queer gay couple and they're super cute. Um it's just it's just like a kind of neat to see that like all, a lot of the queerness in um in the chucky kind of series yeah, totally. anyway well so, i love so that's that, a spooky show i'm watching that quote from chucky where it's like in one of the movies where he has a kid and his kid is queer and they're like oh your kid's queer do you, do you care about that and he's like i'm no, a killer I'm... I'm not a psychopath or something like that yeah like, i'm not a monster <laughs> yeah i'm not a monster i'm a serial killer yeah um you know his kids are in this series Okay. Okay. Yeah, Glenn and Glenda. Oh my God, that's amazing. I can't. It's so yeah. good. Um, so good. And they have dolls. And then there's also like human versions. Of it. It's, I can't. Oh. It's, and and do you know that like 
I don't know how much of Chucky you've seen, but do you know that like Jennifer Tilly is mm-hmm. is kind of playing herself? Yeah, like Tiffany, I, well, I, Tiffany the doll uh-huh. was like, I love Jennifer Tilly, so she possesses the body of Jennifer Tilly, and now she's living in Jennifer Tilly's body. Oh my god! But the I remember world Jennifer still Tilly. In yeah. the in the show, the world still thinks that she's Jennifer Tilly. Like but they don't she's know actually, she's possessed. Oh my god! Possessed by this doll. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah, and then so in the second season, um, there's a whole episode about her and her sister, her real life sister, um, is in this episode playing herself because okay. she comes to visit. She comes to visit Jennifer. Oh, funny. right. But I had no idea her sister was also an actress and was nominated for an Oscar before what? Jennifer Tilly. What? Yeah. For what? Yeah. For a movie like um, where she played a nun. Oh, my God. That's and so funny. And it was like, yeah. It, I don't remember the – I'll have to look it up. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre, like, one of those, like, yeah, series that now there's been so much history right. with it that, you know. Um, I'm watching the new season of American Horror Story because Scott Me loves too. it. Me too. Me too. So I did not watch – the last one was it New York or something? I didn't watch it either. I, I started it. And I was one. like, I can't. I didn't watch the one before that. Actually, I I think the one before that may have been. I might be wrong, but it may have been the one that was like two and one, where it was like the alien story, but then also the, the double vampire feature. Story. Yeah, yeah. So I would have loved an entire season of just mm-hmm. that vampire story. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting, and those vampires mm-hmm. were so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Yeah, the first thing I'll say about this new season, it's based on a book. And I'm wondering yeah. if this is the first season that's not like from the mind of Ryan Murphy. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm curious. I'm kind of like interested in the book, but I thought I didn't know what to think about Kim Kardashian like being in this. Right. And then when I watched it, I was like, she's fine. <laughs> she's kind of great. She's yeah, kind of the best she- part. <laughs> That's, I think you're right about that. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that she's like, I don't know. I'm glad that she, not, I don't think she would do bad, but like, I get a kick out of seeing her kind of like be good. <laughs> I, I, I went into the show ready to make fun of her. And I started the first episode outwardly making fun of her and being like, oh God, did you hear how she said that? And then as the show went on, I like couldn't justify making fun of her anymore. And, because she was actually really good. I really like her in it. I think, uh, yeah. Because, like, even though the characters kind of like her in some ways, like, she talks the same, but, like, she could have still been really awkward and really uncomfortable. And she seems really She seems natural. It. Like, she, yeah. Supernatural in it. Yeah. I kind of I kind of think it's great. So I like it. She's, she's, she's the what only reason. Watching. Yeah. Me too. Um, Me too. I'm, I am glad, though, because I do love Billy Lord, but I also love Leslie Grossman. Yes. Um, and so I'm glad that the two of them are they're great and they're they're great together Um, yeah so i i I have no clue what's really kind of going on i mean i know what's going on but like not how or i why that that's Um, really yeah sorry go ahead oh no just so like it's it's still kind of holding my attention because of that so yeah what's bugging me about it is what we're we're like what six episodes in and it's been basically the exact same shit every episode. every episode like yeah like obviously she's being gaslit and like gaslit storylines get old to me because it feels very rosemary's baby 
It feels yeah, like yeah. other movies where it's like, you know, oh, you're crazy. You you have hysteria for all these reasons. Yeah. And like, obviously there's stuff going on. Obviously, like there's good people and bad people surrounding her all the time. And like, that's fine. But like, it needs to go somewhere else. Like we need to know some tidbits of information because we've gotten literally nothing for six episodes and it's driving me crazy. Like it's yeah, not I, interesting anymore to me. I don't really care anymore. I do think, because there's like one moment where, well, a couple moments now where Kim Kardashian's character says something and then something happens. So it's like, did she is, right. did she make some sort of supernatural deal? Does she have some sort of power? Like right. if they've given us just a tiny bit more of that, Yes. So that maybe that one episode feels different than the rest. That'd be cool. Or like, or, you know. Yeah. Or like there's the moment where like Emma Roberts and Kim Kardashian are standing in her bedroom together and the mirror shatters itself. And they're just yeah. like, oh no. Oh, that was scary. And like, we not, we're not going to talk about that. Like, doesn't her like publicist now, can't she acknowledge that something is going on because that happened with her in the room, but like they're not well, even going to. What I think is that maybe her publicist does know something. She, she has to, she has to. And that's well, why she's, she's not her, saying anything. Yeah. You know, she's giving her these vials to drink and mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. I think the story yeah. is super weak or just their adaptation is weak. I, Emma Roberts, I like, but I like her so much more as like an evil bitch. Like, I feel like she does that's, that so yeah. well. You're like, that's not what I came here to see. That's not what I came <laughs> like, here to see. And I know she's done that a lot, but I, it's still what I like. You know what? But I'm just going to say this. And maybe she was like, offered it. And she's like, no. But but how much more camp, I guess is the best way to put it, or interesting or different, would this season have felt if either Leslie Grossman or Billy Lord had played the Emma Roberts character? Yeah. I think Billy Lord would have murdered it. I think she, she would have murdered it, and I think it would so have been well. serious. Very grounded. I, yes, but I can't help but feel like if Leslie Grossman had done it, there would be this like funny kind of camp element to it along with the horror. Totally. Some seasons of American Horror Story have had like bits of comedy and then totally. Stuff, so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Slap sticky. But um, but it would have either one of those I think would have been a little more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, um something I watched a while back um but is i think right now available on max uh, i watched it on the amc app back when it premiered but um it was the interview with the vampire show yeah i don't know if you watched it i did i watched the whole thing so the season two trailer came out and there's like been a Ooh, couple clips i didn't know that um they recast claudia because she oh, can't age right right so right. so they have a different actress playing her now because she's not supposed to age mm -hmm. um but I'm excited for it to come back. I think um, the first season was pretty, I mean, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. the first season I, I was super into. I love how gay it is. Yeah. Check out the trailer then if you haven't seen okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought that, I thought it was really well done. I love the actor. Um, I mean, both of them are great. I wish I could think of his name, but the guy who was in Game of Thrones. Um, um, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I know. Who, yeah. yeah. I know. Who yeah. About. Um, he um, was. The one that plays Louis. Grey Worm. Yeah, he was Louis. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. love him. He's really good on that show. Yeah, um, he's amazing. Well, what shows do you want to pop off about? Um, the only other thing I really want to mention is just uh, Falling of the House of Usher on Netflix. I haven't started yet, so I'm waiting for Scott <sighs> to start it together when he gets back. So, like, Mike Flanagan, he's come out with all of these shows, and he does... He, you know, he, he started with movies on Netflix. He did Hush, that was incredible. He oh, did. that was so good. It was so good. Um, 
oh god, I just blinked on the other movie. But he did all these series. So he did um oh, what was the one where the lady is like tied to the bed? And it's a Stephen King book. Oh, yeah. Um she, the, she's like Gerald's Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Yeah, he directed yeah. Gerald's game. And, oh. and so then he came out with shows. He did Haunting of Hill House, which is my mm-hmm number one horror show of all time i could watch it i've watched it so many times i'm obsessed i should rewatch it because show. i honestly you're, you're gonna kill Ugh. me i don't think i saw the last like episode or two Ugh. of that scene <laughs> it is so good and it's i should so, rewatch it. i have so God, much to watch and one of the last episodes has one of the best jump scares i have like ever seen like top three jump scares okay. where like cool. oh like i literally felt like i jumped out of my skin like my body hurt like it was so good and, and i'm always like looking for a jump scare like i want a good jump scare so anyway house of hunt or haunting of hill house incredible and then he did uh was it bly manor bly manor which i thought was meh like it was like a romantic novel yeah. It's like spooky, but I just, it, it wasn't scary to me. Some people really love it. Some people, it's their favorite one he's ever done. That's fair. Um, and then he did Midnight Mass, which that, that one's insane. Oh, oh, okay. I'll so be honest. Insane. I love that one. And I wish there was like yeah. a continuation. I wish me too. I want to know what happens. But, but um, if I look back, because I think, I think I watched that all last year and I hadn't mm-hmm. ever seen it. And I was texting you about it because I was like, I have yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> binging, binging that. Yeah. If I think back to watching all of it, because I did binge it, the thing that still bugs me is the, like, I think she, like, had red hair. The, like, religious lady. Yes, yeah. She didn't get effed up enough for me. Oh, yeah. To, to be happy. But other than that, the creature is so cool. Oh, it's the yeah, way it, that it's so it's, but it's genuinely creepy. It's genuinely creepy. And like, my, I think the, there's one point, maybe it was in the American horror story, but I feel like there was one point where like it turned or something. And all you saw was these two dots of its eyes. Yes. yes. Oh my God. That, so that, that is that Mike Flanagan magic. That's what he can do. He can do the, the most subtle moment and it just creeps you out because you watch the first episode of Midnight Mass and you don't really know what's going on. And there's things that you're kind of like, did I just see something or not? And that's how it feels. That's how it would feel in real life where you're like, did I, was there something in the trees or not? Or like, are those cat eyes looking at me or is that something else? And like, you don't know that later on it was something else, but like he builds that show so slowly and 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 like that, see, I Mike Flanagan is doing what uh Ryan Murphy what thinks Ryan doing. Murphy thinks he's doing. Like <laughs> yeah, like Mike Flanagan is a genius with horror and with like character development and writing and directing and choosing the right stories to adapt, and he just murders and, and it. Casting casting the same group of people in roles that they still like crush. Yeah. So everyone knowing can... how to utilize those people, you know. And Ryan Murphy does that too. And like, you know, he, I feel like he was doing it really well when he had, sorry to say, but like really good actor actors, like when he had Kathy Bates and he had, yeah. you know, these like big Jessica names, Lang and, Jessica yeah. Lang, like, come on. But like Connie Brighton in the first season, like these are big juggernaut actors who are incredible. And now, now it's kind of like pop culture people, but um, yeah, Mike Flanagan, though, these are all kind of, they were no names to me until I got into his work. And now I'm like obsessed with these actors because of his things. I mean, the only one I knew was um, Rahul Kohli because he was on the iZombie show, I think. Okay. Yeah. I love yeah. him. 
Um, oh, girl, me too. <laughs> he is incredible. He's so good in Falling of House of Usher. So anyway, yeah, Midnight Mass, such a close almost tie that, to Haunting of Hill House. But like, so this is his new show that just came out, just came out like a week ago. I It's the kind of show where there's only eight episodes. It's a standalone season. I'm like saving episodes because I'm going to be so sad when I don't have a new episode. Mm. It's so good. <clears throat> So, so the, this is like based on an Edgar Allan Poe thing, right? It's based on like Edgar Allan Poe's total work. So there's uh, throwbacks to a lot of different stories of his and oh. names and locations and storylines. So like every episode is loosely based on one of his stories, but then he ties it together with his overarching story that is not an Edgar Allan Poe story. So it's just so brilliantly done. Um, I won't give away anything, but it's this family, the family of their all last name is Usher, and they're all incredibly wealthy and incredibly powerful and really uh, corrupt and fucked up. And it's basically if you like to watch uh, horrible people in power get their comeuppance in a paranormal way, then like this show delivers that so well. Nice. It just like serves it to you. It's incredible. So I have I three three episodes left and I'm just like, ugh, gotta gotta stretch it out. But like, um, yeah, it's it's great. I, I really nice. love um Kate Siegel. She's the main girl in Hush. Uh, oh, nice. And I just found out, and she's been in all of his things. I just found out that's his wife. That's that's my oh, against really? wife. Yeah, and like she's beautiful but like sometimes when you find out that like a director's been casting their wife and everything it kind of takes away from it a little bit it's like oh that makes sense but kate siegel she can do no wrong like she has eaten up every part <laughs> she's been given in all of his things like midnight mass she was phenomenal haunting of hill house like i'm just i could just stare at her she's so, so who did she play in midnight mass in midnight mass she was like the small town girl who gets pregnant miraculously and she's like in love with the main right. guy kind of, and she's in the boat with him when he like, okay. yeah. Um, that's Kate Siegel. Uh, okay. yeah. Nice. And in haunting of her house, she's like the lesbian who can't touch you or else she'll get your memories. Um, oh, okay. And this one, she's like yeah, a powerful yeah. publicist. Um, she's just like, she's boss ass bitch. Um, and in this one, Mark Hamill is in it, which is really funny. Oh. And he, and like, I saw him in the credits and I was like, what is he going to be like? He's amazing. He's amazing. He's doing one of his oh, like yeah. weird Mark Hamill voices, but he's phenomenal. He's great. I remember like, it was probably like nine years ago when I was like, he was, he was the voice of the Joker. Of <laughs> like the Joker. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. 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 So that's kind of crazy. But yeah. Nice. That's a, this is a show that you need to like really sit and pay attention and soak it in. Cause like it's he, Mike Flanagan's all about the little moments, the, the, the tiny little clues and the little things in the background and the ties to the other scenes. And it's just ugh, cool. so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to start it when he gets home. Yeah. And I'm going to end my TVs on that note. Cause there's other things I want to talk about that. I just don't feel like can follow the falling of that. the house of Usher. <laughs> Perfect. That's a good place to end it then. Totally. All right. All right. Well, this was so fun. Was... I feel like I could do this for hours. Yeah. Just talk about horror films. It's like my favorite topic. So, so perfect for thank uh, you for indulging me. Pre yeah, for a season two premiere ha Halloween themed. Love it. Spooky episode. Yeah. Um, I now have to because I haven't done it yet. Every Halloween season, I watch the Alyssa's Secret oh. of. I share needles, so I guess it's canceled right. now. I don't know. I'm not. I haven't kept up with it. Yeah. Um, doing Alyssa's makeup. 
then it feels like Halloween. <laughs> what is the thing she says where when Sharon Needles is like, like I always t- told myself if I wasn't going to be famous, I'd just be a serial killer by the She's time like, I'm 30. Bitch, now I'm nervous. How old are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite part is where she, my favorite part is where she says, um, "You wash your brushes?" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Like every after how many times?" She's like, "After every time." And Alyssa's like, "What?" And then she goes, "Well, it's just sanitary." And then Alyssa goes, "Oh, you do sanitary shit now? I didn't know." <laughs> the rumor, you guys, I know this isn't a drag race podcast, but the rumor is that. Um, they're filming global all-stars right now in Colombia, and that Alyssa is the U.S. representative Shut contestant. Oh I can't God. wait. She's yeah. the perfect U.S. representative. This yes. Like Texas so. pageant queen with a big, yep. old, big ass personality. Perfect. Oh, I love her so much. All right. All right. Well, well, this was great. Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, feels so good to be Join back. Join us next time. Bye. Bye.